Romans 2, 1 through 11. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Hey, I, I'm glad that we're the three of us are back in Romans chapter two today. Um, I'm Thomas Nelson. Katie Dickens just read. Will Carlisle's here. And we're, we're looking as Paul continues to build this case that basically none of us are going to make the cut on our own. And to do a quick review, he, he builds that case in Romans chapter one, and he starts off with um, a, a pretty big life perversion. That would be homosexuality. And you read that and you're like, whoa, that's that's what happens but then if you if you walk away from god but then you keep going and he says like all kinds of things that are very common to a lot of people um mm-hmm. murder strife deceit gossip and you're like oh i i'm in one of those categories now and that's yeah. he's building this case of i i might be subject to the wrath of god yeah mm-hmm. and so what do you what do you see as we start off because it goes like we said yesterday it goes from looking at other people to now Paul's turning it to looking at us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the story of Nathan confronting David after he commits adultery with Bathsheba and has Uriah killed. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, Nathan kind of tells this fake story um, and gets David totally riled up and angry and ready to execute vengeance on this person. And then Nathan points the the smoking gun right at him and is like, that's you. Yeah, you're the mm-hmm. man. And it just created this like immediate mm-hmm. shift of, you know, this this callous heart that David had had developed just shatters. And, mm-hmm. and that is I think the goal here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you builds this case of these people are bad and I start to agree those people are bad. Then he starts getting like real personal with some of the things and then he starts off chapter two by saying, therefore, you have no excuse, oh man. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And Will, I know you touched on this in yesterday's podcast, but you can almost picture the audience um, that's hearing Paul's indictment in chapter one being like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Those yeah. people deserve to burn. Yeah, get and then he turns it around and it's basically, you know, I think of the illustration of if you just wore a tape recorder around your neck and... Mm-hmm you recorded all of your indictments on other people and your expectations for them and how they should treat you and how they should treat others and how we can't even live up to our own standards of good. And I mean, truly just tying to that theme at the beginning of Romans of just 
you know, the righteousness of God compared to the unrighteousness of man and how there's really no human solution here. Um, how deeply flawed and sinful we are. Mm. Um, and yeah, just continuing that theme of mm-hmm. none of us are righteous. That's All right. have fallen short. That's right. And we, we totally agree that other people deserve God yes. to be mad at them. Yeah. Like we, we yeah. and he says yeah. that in verse yes. two, he's like, we know the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. And we're like, that's mm-hmm. right. Some people really deserve it. And then he says exactly what you just said, Katie. He says, so you who judge those people, don't you kind of do mm-hmm. the same things? And yeah. that's verse yeah. three. And you're like, oh yeah, I kind of do the same things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's really convicting to me, Paul in Romans one in that passage, he's talking about people who've, who do not see fit to acknowledge God, who've exchanged yeah. the truth about God for a lie. Like right. the, the idea of people who've kind of put on the blinders or just like totally lost their way. Who he's talking about in verse two, or sorry, in chapter two, are people who are taking advantage of God's grace. That's right. Yeah. Which is, you know, and, and I think that that tension is like you are presuming on the, mm-hmm. the kindness of God, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's it's one thing to to not even to just like close your eyes and not even know him. But it's another thing to strip God of his righteousness and take his kindness but check his holiness at the door and to think that he'll show you partiality yes paul cuts in and he Mm -hmm. says for god shows no partiality Mm -hmm. which again you see in the old testament you see the new testament and he's almost saying oh but you think he's going to show you some partiality that's right Mm -hmm. and even though i think we need to like really take pause with this Mm -hmm. and and contemplate this because I know I've been guilty of this. Like the Lord convicts me of something mm-hmm. and maybe I shrug it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, ah, that's like, but look at what the other people are doing. You're like, it's not that big of a deal. And he says in verse four, do you presume on the riches of his kindness and mm. forbearance and patience? And we ought to know that when God is patient with us, it's not because he's, giving like this subtle approval to my bad behavior mm-hmm. or my wicked heart. No, no, no. When God is patient with me, it's because his kindness is meant to lead me to repentance exactly. out of that. Mm-hmm. And to me, that that's a real moment that like the modern church can kind of camp out. In. And I yeah. put myself in that group. Mm-hmm. Like we, we need to remember that just because the Lord didn't strike us down, it doesn't mean that he condones our behavior either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's kind to us to give us a minute to like ask his forgiveness mm-hmm. and yeah. to help free us from a situation. Yeah. And then in, uh, in verse nine and 10, I think this, this is kind of tied to where that, that phrase that bounces around, like the gospel disturbs the comfortable and comforts the disturbed, mm-hmm. um, where he's, he's talking about at, for there will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good. The Jew first and also the Greek for God shows no partiality. And you don't have to know a ton about Paul's ministry to know that the, you know, the union in Christ, like racial union and the Mm -hmm. Christ abolishing the, the, differentiation between Jew and Gentile. That's like a central beat of his, of his 
ministry. And so I think here he's saying, you know, like, it doesn't matter who you are. You are liable to God's judgment. Yeah. Like, oh, you're, you're a Jew. You're, you know, circumcised on the eighth day. You're a model, you know, Israelite citizen. It doesn't matter if you are presuming on God's kindness. But then on the flip side of that, it does not matter who you are or, you know, what your background or ethnicity is. You are not excluded from the the kindness of God. That's right. Yeah. I also think of when it says in verse 10, glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, like how no one really does good. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes That's you right. pause. You know, you think yeah. of none is righteous, you know, all have turned aside. No one does good, not even one. Mm-hmm. There really is the one man who does good and only through him we can have that glory and honor and peace. That's right. There's only there's only one who should escape the mm-hmm. wrath of God who lived the perfect life. Mm-hmm. And the thanks be to God that he took on the wrath of God for us mm-hmm. as Jesus went to that cross because no one can stand before God and Greek, Jew, it doesn't matter. No one gets a hall pass. Yeah. Like we all get judged. And this is this whole section we've been looking at is a real wake up call to say, I need, I need to check my self-righteousness at the door and realize that no one is without excuse. And that's where Paul's going to build as we get into the end of this chapter and into chapter three, he's going to build, continue to build this case for a little bit longer. Well, For Will Carlisle and Katie Dickens, I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.